Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I am excellent. We have a third time attendee. Is that the right is that the right term? Ben Ben is with us from Wad Prep. What's going on, Ben? It's got it's anywhere between three and ten appearance appearances. So I'm very proud think, of that. I think it's your third. I think which three? puts you in, in rare top, company. Right? It, it yeah. was uh, that would mean uh, tied with Danny Spiegel, uh, and who else? Which one other? At least one or two others. So yeah, yeah. Rare, honored, rarefied air. We won't even ask to see your feet like we do with Danny. So yeah. I might ask. Maybe you never. Maybe. You know. I'm sure my my feet nor my TikToks are anywhere near <laughs> as good as hers. So you know. it's a special skill, truly. <laughs> well, we really. we thought we'd be talking about the open tonight since uh, we were having you on. We thought that'd be fun, and I, I got to be honest, I'm still kind of wrecked. Wrecked. Yes, I'm like. Yikes. I don't know. Like I don't know what it was about those wall walks. It just kind of lit me up. What was it, Ben? Why is my lower back hurt? Besides, besides the fact I'm old. Did you do any snow shoveling recently? No, no, it's warm here in Cleveland, dude. It's 50 degrees today. Oh, it'll snow tomorrow. Don't worry. No, because (laughs) right before the workout, I I snowboarded for eight hours and then shoveled. We got like three feet of snow here in Denver. Um, It was crazy. And I was like, this is going to just totally wreck my workout. And then in the middle of the workout, I'm like, I feel fantastic. So maybe there's something there. Shoveling lots of snow and snowboarding will warm you up. Um, if it's your lower back, it's probably the fact, like, it's like a really hard movement to maintain like actual core engagement. Like when you flip upside down, there's just something about being upside down in the handstand position, especially with the wall supporting you where you kind of feel like you can just relax your core. And I, I do it. Uh, but the repercussions of that are oftentimes that lower back will feel like it'll kind of get like that overextended feel sort of like when you do high volume deadlifts, you get like a little bit of a tweaky lower back. And a lot of that's just from like, just like really overextending. And that tends to, I know with my back, it just fires it up a little bit, but. Yeah. That was like the one thing I told I judged my husband in the, in 21 one. And he's like, he's big gnastics, you know, he's like big man gymnastics and he's, really great at walking on his hands, but his like legs are wide and his limbs are everywhere. And he's just like all over the place. Like, like, like Gumby, you know, put that away. everywhere. Put that right. away. God, it's a lot of thigh. But I said, the first thing I said to him was like, your lower back's going to be lit. If you don't keep your feet together and try to stay really, really tight and piked against the wall, you're going to do your wide leggy back, archy Gumby thing. Um, and that seemed to work out well for him because he didn't have any issues. Yeah. So maybe your feet are coming apart. Maybe. I, I woke up the next morning and I do this thing when I wake up after a hard workout where I, I do like a systems check, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I swear your to God. engine light went off? Yeah. Like I, I sit up in bed. And I'm like, all right, let's see what hurts, you know, because there's like an age where like, you're just not sure what's going to hurt anymore. I'm at that age. So it's like, all right, let, it was left foot hurt bad. Like I don't even, I guess from the double unders, I don't know what it was from. Maybe from flopping to the ground like a fish low back, shoulders, core, every, basically everything. It all hurt. You know, it was like, Oh, it was not fun. And I I'm slowly recovered. The worst part was the big toe. Like for me, my big toes. <laughs> no. And and it's because, so I think it might've been because of the snowboarding. So like snowboard boots, yeah. uh, if you want the best performance out of them, you kind of jam your toes in there. You don't want any wiggle room. And so my toes, I guess, were already sensitive. So like I did like three warm-up wall walks 
And both of my big toes were just screaming at me because I just was jamming them into the ground. So I am proud to admit that I took uh, paper towels and stuffed the tip <laughs> of my Reebok Nanos. Um, I stuffed those suckers tight and it was great. I had this padding and they just slammed down and didn't hurt at all. Yikes. Oh my goodness. Do you want an old, do you want an old dancing tip? If this ever happens to you again, oh, of course. Um, I used to stuff, not just me, every ballet dancer in the world, we stuffed um, packed lamb's wool into the end of our toe shoes to like protect our toes. I'm air quoting. You can't protect your toes from walking on your toes against a wooden box, but to do the very best we could to protect our toes. If you ever have any of that lying around, for your next one, I got you. Yeah, I'll just take my merino wool shirts and just just, just chop some chop them some up. fabric off. It's cheap anyway. You know? Go over well in your household, I'm sure. <laughs> I got you that for Christmas. What the fuck? I'll cut my cut my wife's uh, UGG liners out. I feel like that would be perfect. Shearling will work just as well. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. No, well, I mean, I'm glad to have you on because now's kind of the time. You're sort of the master, Ben, when it comes to prep, both physical and mental, uh, for CrossFit in general, for fitness in general, but especially around the open. I think your advice is particularly uh, needed and sound. Um, when, yeah, when you first heard about 21-1, I'm, I'm genuinely curious, like what, what was your reaction? What was like your first thought? Like, oh shit, everyone's going to come to me wanting to know, huh? Or there, you know, I'm going to have to prep them for, mm. Yeah. So I guess three things came to mind. Number one is like, I knew it. <laughs> Meaning like I knew that the first workout was going to be something that involved almost zero equipment across the board. Um, and I just, it seems like that's kind of a thing every year where they do that first workout is like a very low barrier to entry. Um, luckily it wasn't seven minutes of burpees, which was probably the lowest barrier to entry out of any other workout that's ever been released. I still remember that one from back in the day, I but it's still my favorite one to date. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm serious. I have benchmarked so much of my life off of that. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm going to do it this year. Uh, yeah. Like that <laughs> workout was like, I was like competing. I'm I was actually competitive and I was just told my team, I'm like, I think I'm dropping out guys. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Um, so I think just like, it's a definitely proven, it's a proven predictor that the first open workout will be generally accessible. So that was my, my first thought, like right off the bat was like, ah, of course it's, of course it was, I thought I expected it was maybe going to be one movement like somehow, um, but a, a couplet in this fashion with minimal equipment um, I think we can actually look for the next two weeks, even though we do have like that standard equipment list, I still feel like they're going to be doing stuff that, um, is very accessible for garage gym athletes. So whether that's like only pairing two movements together so that, um, it, it maybe like minimizes the amount of equipment that you need. Um, anyway, that's just kind of like what I felt. I was like, ah, this is the perfect, uh, RX version of, this workout. Um, and it's very scalable. Um, so I liked it in that sense. And then two for wall walks, it's something that we practice a lot, like in the programming that we write, um, and in our handstand courses and stuff like that, like we do a, quite a bit of wall walks, 
but it's always been an accessory movement. It's always been mm-hmm. like a, let's practice this movement. It's never been like, how can we do it as fast as possible? Because right. what's funny, as you know, we all know, is that the difference between like practicing with perfect form and what does it look like done for speed and when you're really tired, those are two de- very different worlds. And I didn't know what wall walks for speed would look like, just like a lot of, you know, Olympic weightlifters are like, what the heck are snatches for time or deadlifts right, right, for time? Right. Totally. So sure enough, when I practiced the wall walks, it was like, oh yeah, like everything kind of goes out the window in my opinion, in terms of speed, like the best way to get down from a wall walk is to just splat on the ground. Like don't control it, just fall. It's way less energy. So it's, that was kind of like my second thought was, was, was how are we going to, like, how can this be for time? Uh, how's it going to feel for time when I'm always used to doing it as like an accessory piece for handstand walks, like for control and quality. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so those were, the, those are kind of like the two big takeaways. Uh, and then the third and and lowest hanging fruit is every single person out there who, um, who wishes they practice double unders more. Um, they're like, Oh shoot. I thought I had two more weeks to practice these, you know, <laughs> as if that was going to make a major difference. So we always get a huge influx of people that buy our double under course or just frankly email us and be like, help. It's like, what happened to the other 365 days or two years it's been. Did so. that happen? Did that happen on Thursday? Oh yeah. Yeah. We have oh, shit. But, and that's why we release like a lot of content. We have it already yeah. like pre-planned out. We have all of our old double under videos and like we released a bunch of them on Instagram and, you know, send them out via email and people eat them up. Like every single year you go to our old YouTube videos and it's like, who's here for 21.1 <laughs> and a bunch right. of people are, are upvoting it. So yeah, those are, that's the, the three different things. So well, interesting. I'd like to say for the record, I still don't know how to do wall walks for speed. So um. There, there we are. It was weird though. Like I've done wall walks for a decade now and it's never like had never discussed with anyone about hands being on the line and feet being on the wall. Like all this, those, those little dynamics that threw me off. I was literally in the first rep and Saxon yelling at me, put your hands on the line. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't read the rules. Let's go. Come on. Like, let's figure this out. So that part was a little, uh, mentally taxing on me. Like yeah. after every time coming down, I have to remember, right, put your fingers on the line, get your feet on the wall, yeah. get your feet up on the wall. Now you can move your hands. And it's like, uh-huh. I didn't have that muscle memory of which one should be moving first. And I found myself like kind of waddling on my hands because I'd lead with the wrong hand because my feet are in a weird position. It was totally, oh, it was so awkward. Yeah. I mean, we need the standard, right? Cause it's a competition across the board. So I like that, but I also like kind of been like what you were saying it, I think the standards helped a little bit in the control aspect of it because you couldn't really just fall. You like had right. to have your hands on the line before your torso could hit the ground. And so I think that there was a little bit of caution there on the part of CrossFit being like, well, we can't really like, let everyone just crash into the floor every time. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't so know. I saw a lot of videos. Yeah. I saw a lot of people yeah, falling. I mean, you got to just take it easy. Everyone. I, I tested it like in the warm up because I asked, like, it was one of the first things I asked. I'm like, well, you know, I'm not dumb. Like, I know the fastest way down is to fall. Right. So <laughs> I asked, I'm like, if I touch the line, can I drop? And they're like, yeah, if you want to. And so I climb up on the wall and I got long, I'm, you know, I got long arms. I touch out there and I just let my feet come down. I'm like, all right, I'm not doing that a second time. And that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Knock the wind out of yourself. Yeah. So I got to pad your toes. 
and, right. and everything else. <laughs> yeah. And everything oh. else. Uh, <laughs> literally. Um, yeah. I, I think it's interesting because I don't think anyone had ever practiced those standards before. Totally. Um, I certainly had never seen those standards. So I always, I like it when they like introduce new standards. Um, these ones kind of actually made sense. I think so um, too. You know, the handstand pushup standard from a few years back was, you know, well, there's been lots of questioning of that, but this one was like, I kind of like the standards. I think, I think they work well. It's not like, you know, it's, it still does kind of screw over some people who are extra tall, but it wasn't that bad of a standard. And, it, and one thing that I really enjoyed is that the standards was actually a little easier than the standards that I use for my wall walks and that we teach. Like for us, it's like you touch nose your to nose yeah. before anything else. It's like toes and nose touch the wall for a wall walk. And that's a Ooh, perfect wall walk. Before like, before like knees or hips mm-hmm. or chest or belly or anything like that. Yeah. Trying to yeah. stay really hollow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this was like, yeah, you just like, you know, let everything fall away and just go as yeah. fast as possible and try to be upside down for as little as possible. Um, so I think practicing at above the standard helped. So anyone who was practicing above the standard, just like if you're someone who, um, upgrades their wall balls, like the entire season. If, yes. if like, I practice with a 30 pound or 25 pound yes. wall ball and, uh, you know, I always encourage my wife Shelby to practice with the 20 pound, which she hates. But if this... you do that, then magically when the open comes around, you're like, Oh, these are easy. And of course this year, there's no wall balls. So. That's the, um, the one, the greatest piece of advice that my friend Rob Orlando ever gave to me was always practice with the 20. And I He's did it. OG, I, man. I love that. Totally. Guy. He knows what's up. He knows what's up. And we worked games together. Oh God, maybe 2018, 2017. And then for like three months after games, like into the fall, I was using the 20. And then one day I was like, fuck this. What am I doing? <laughs> this is so stupid. I'm just trying to look okay naked. I ain't- the, the lopsided 20 pound wall ball hit you directly in the face. And you were just like, I am done with this. I'm out. I'm done. Never again. And I haven't touched one since. <sighs> well, I, for one, I'm never doing that workout again, unless it's in the open. Like it was brutally hard on my body. I will say if I did it over, I made a crucial mistake. Um, I think I'd been, you picked up on it in my story, but I didn't go hard enough early. Like mm-hmm. you said it a minute ago, like you want to stay under tension the least amount of time or, or inverted the least amount of time. And I was the early rounds around one, three, six, and nine, I was taking the wall walks, like kind of methodical and looking back on it, I'm like, shit, I was like inverted way too long. Mm-hmm like just my whole body on top of my shoulders and my arms. When, if I had gone harder and round, you know, one, three, six, and maybe the beginning part of nine, because the double unders weren't a problem for me. It's like, you know, I, I would have had a higher heart, heart rate, but it wouldn't have mattered in those later rounds, you know, and I would have been less fatigued at least yeah. shoulder wise, which is where I got hung up in the round of 15. I got to the round of 15 wall walks and it's like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> like, this is not like I did the first two and I'm like, this is not going to be fun. And it was yeah. not fun. So yeah. It's just, more like muscle fatigue was the limiting factor. And I think a lot of people, including myself, like my strategy video, like we make it on the spot. Um, and I come up with the strategy with the help of the other, you know, like wad prep masters coaches that we have, but it's, it's not a perfect strategy every time for some people, they do need to pace this because the double unders are the limiting factor and that heart rate either, you know, 
makes their double unders okay or completely tanks them. But for people that generally have double unders figured out, this workout was just like, it was pure shoulder endurance. So it didn't really matter how fast you went because your heart rate could get as high as you wanted. But the limiting factor is your shoulder fatigue. Like I never once in this workout was like, wow, I'm really tired and can't hold a conversation. It's more of just like, my shoulders are burning. That's all. (laughs) I can't say anything else. My shoulders are burning. Um, So yeah, I, I thought that was really good insight that you had on your story. And of course I shared it and we actually sent out an email to, to our whole email list. So it was like, go faster than you think. Like that's the word on the street right now. And, and I, and I think that was the right advice. Yeah. So Ben, tell us a little bit more about, about your process. I'm so curious because you've got this, you know, base of people who do to figure out, okay, this like literally what, how should I tackle it? Mm -hmm. And you're faced this year with three instances where you know, they announce it and you got to tell people, like people are coming to you. Like literally Dave Castro says it and everyone's like, Ben, what do I do? (laughs) So how do you handle, you know, figuring out exactly what to tell all these people during Mm. the open? Yeah. It's a very frantic time. Uh, And I will admit when they announced it was three weeks instead of five, there was like, (sighs) like huge (laughs) relief because it's normally it's five weeks of of pretty intense work weeks. Um, uh, spe- specifically Thursday, a lot of times I'll, I'll come to the office and I'll be here from anywhere from like 4 PM all the way through last time I locked this door behind me at three 45 in the morning. Oh. Um, because I, you know, I'm in charge of making sure that all the pieces of content get released on time now there's even more divisions. So we have more intricate strategies like, for scaled, like when I practiced the scaled version of wall walks, the first few reps, I was like, these are harder. Mm. And then, then I kind of figured out like, okay, they feel weird in the beginning because there's more core involved, but they're not harder anymore. But at, at first it was like, it kind of like threw me for a loop. I'm like, do I tell people that these are harder? Um, so I practice all the movements really quickly. i make sure that I'm on top of the rule book. And what sucks a lot of times is there is a very, um, let's just say there's a very big gray area for a lot of the rule book. You know, it's like top of the shoulders. Well, what is the top of the shoulders? Like how hard, like how far can I pull my, my shoulders down before I make this measurement? Like there's all these gray areas. Then I kind of have to flirt the line with it. Um, and then another big thing was like, I think in the, in the announcement video, like they, didn't meet the standard of facing the wall before the workout started. And like, that's like one of the big things people were already like asking me about, like, does my entire first round not count? And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not CrossFit HQ. So all that aside, like what we do is like the workouts dropped. As soon as it's dropped, I'm on the phone and texting my team of coaches and we're all brainstorming, like just like quick one-liners, like what's a piece of advice you would give on various movements. Um, is this a, is this a, uh, a workout that you need to pace, or is this a workout where you need to go really hot if you're trying to get a good score? Um, we talk about specific strategies for like the actual uh, rep schemes in the workout, all those kinds of things. We just, we spitball them. And then eventually I make my way over to my whiteboard and I just draw out the entire strategy. Um, you know, normally what I do is I take each movement And I talk about each movement specifically, like what are the intricacies of your double unders in this case, or what are the intricacies of the wall walk? Come up with like three to five coaching points for each movement and then an overall strategy. Like how would you pace, you know, 
each round? How would you do this? Or how would you think about like, what's a mantra you can tell yourself? So I do all of that as quickly as possible and as effectively as possible using the team that I have. And then we start rolling. And usually by the time they're finished up their, um, like the actual uh, practice, like the, the announcement workout, like Carrie Pierce, you know, once she was done, it was like, I'm in there starting to roll and we're, and we're yep. shooting footage for it. So it, it's pretty chaotic. And, you know, I've tried to make sure that in all years past, I really, before I give advice on, let's say like jumping onto the corner of the box, like that right. used to be a big hack. And then eventually I think they like threw in a line one year where you're like, you can't do that anymore. Like for the box step ups uh, yeah. last year, that clean and jerk box step up workout, they like threw that in there. So it's like, we have to be on top of it. Cause the last thing I want to do is give bad advice or slow advice. Uh, I don't want people waking up in the morning, the next morning and not, you know, going to their 6am class and my video's not up. So we just like, I work my butt off with the rest of the team to, to get everything posted by a minimum of 5am Eastern standard time. And then throughout the weekend, I send out email updates and we talk to like our coaching group that we have, like a little paid coaching group. And we're just sharing like all the different changes and developments and tweaks. Like uh, a few years ago uh, in one of the workouts, there was 25 toes of bar per round. Can't remember which one it was. I think it was the 2018 workout. There was 25 toes of bar, I think each round. And overhead squats. No, it was a, it was double unders, cleans and toes of bar, I think. Um, and it was, there was heavy squat cleans. Yeah. There was like multiple rounds. You remember that? Yeah. Um, yep. I forget got exactly. heavier. Yeah. They got heavier. Yep. Yep. That workout. Well, I made the bold claim in my video, which I am like, I guess like known for doing is I tell people to do singles when common, you know, common practice is not to do singles. So like toes of bar, chest of bar pull-ups, bar muscle-ups, like a lot of those gymnastic movements. I'm just like, do singles. I promise you you'll do better, do singles. And I had so many people say, there's no way you can do well in this workout doing singles. So of course, like I tested it myself, made it all the way to like one of the farther rounds and posted like a really good score. And I released a video of me doing it exactly with the strategy that I recommended. So sometimes I have to like defend my thesis to naysayers and haters. So there it's a, it's a crazy weekend. Let's just put it that way. Well, (laughs) and that was my next question is like, when do you guys do it? Like, do you technically, I know you said you would sometimes practice the movements real quick. If they're like weird, like you hop on the wall real quick to figure out the scaled Mm -hmm. version. But like, I assume you and your coaches actually have to sit down and do the workout. Cause sometimes you don't know what the stimulus is or how it's going to feel until you're seven rounds in. And then your advice after just looking at it on paper might not be the same as your advice when doing it in real life. So do you guys have to like watch the announcement and at like 8 PM be like, all right, honey, I'm going to go work out now. Like, (laughs) you know, for, for most workouts, we don't have to do that because, you know, like Rich Froning, Matt Frazier, and I'm not saying we're anywhere near that level, but like an experienced CrossFitter, especially an experienced CrossFit coach, they can look at a workout like CJ, who's our head programmer. He can look at a workout and be like, this is the round you're going to get stuck at. Here's the score. That's going to be good. And then like, he's pretty dead on, right? Like yeah. he, he called that like a, a good score in this workout is going to be getting to the, to the, at least a good for our standards of like high level RX, you know, trying to get to like the top, like couple percent. It's like, if you, if you can get to the 210 double unders, like that's a really good score. Yeah. And sure enough, he was like, he and I were both just a couple reps short of making it to the 210 double unders. So he calls, he's really good at like 
seeing and noticing those things. So very rarely do we actually have to practice the full workout. Normally it's like bits and pieces or like we'll attack one round. If yeah. it's, let's say it's like a bigger workout with multiple rounds, we'll attack one round and be like, how did that feel? And then we can kind of gauge it. And then in terms of when I do the workout, um, like I did it like Monday night, right before the submission, because we got <laughs> three and a half feet of snow here and I snowboarded all weekend. But right. for like most of our other coaches, and usually we try to get it done on Friday, uh, even if it means like zero hours of sleep for me, I'll still do it just so that I can make sure that like, I can like really put that stamp of approval on my suggestions. And, and I'd say nine times out of 10, everything we say is like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's high volume deadlifts, box jumps, it's high volume cleans. Like, I know you should do singles on these. Like a lot of this advice is just repackaged advice that we've already shared in years past, just with a slightly different stimulus. So yeah, the, the yeah. wall walks were the first thing where it's like, Hmm, I wonder what that's going to be like. <laughs> you know, you know, Ben, for the next one, you should let me do the video for your master's group. It'd be great. Do oh. it. It'd be great. I pour bourbon. I'd be like, all right, people, you're not, you're not going in the morning. You're going in the evening. So everybody relax. Let me tell you what's really going to happen here. And you just, should. So um, we actually have right when the workout is released, I'm texting and calling, you know, my coaches. I do the public video and I keep pointing this way. Uh, and I know we're on a podcast. So uh, a lot of people aren't seeing this hand motion. Well, like six to seven people watch it on YouTube. So. Okay. So for the <laughs> 6. 6.5 people who are watching this on YouTube, I have a video studio in the back. That's where I'm shooting, you know, my, my strategy guide. While I'm shooting that strategy guide for YouTube, Instagram, yada, 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 we have a whole team of coaches in our uh, Wad Prep Masters group that like, boom, they're on a live call, just like answering questions, practicing movements in front of people. It's like a full-blown like live behind the scenes, like here's how we suggest hitting this workout. So John, I can get extend to you a formal invite on <laughs> Thursday night uh, if you want. Let's, let's <laughs> do it. I, I was on their master's call, Nikki, not that long ago. It was really awkward because they kept asking questions like, why are you so awesome? And it was really weird. When, like, when did you get so handsome? I know. I, we didn't realize your oh. eyes were so pretty. Can you uh-huh. blink some more? It was it was creepy. It was really creepy. <laughs> yeah. No, it was good, actually. It's, it's always fun to like talk to other masters, you know, people that are kind of struggling with all the same stuff because there is a there is a difference. Like I'd never believed it. 10 years ago, but now that I've like kind of, I've kind of crossed far into middle age at this point, I'm starting to like feel the effects of workouts that I used to recover from pretty fast. I'm not recovering from anymore, you know? And so it is nice to be able to talk to people that kind of suffer those same, you know, you wake up, your ankles hurt and you didn't actually do anything yesterday. They just hurt because you're 50, you know? Um, So it's fun. Ben knows because his big toes hurt, you know, he just wakes up and his toes hurt. (laughs) You know, yeah. you should, you should on Thursday night, you should, uh, you should show up and r- give everyone like your piece of content that you bring to the table is your systems check, your morning systems yes. check. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, first of all, I do really good CrossFit math. So uh, CJ and I probably have that in common. Like, so mm-hmm. I knew this, I've been kind of like pseudo depressed over 21.1, if I'm being honest, because I know what I should have scored and I know what I actually scored. Mm. And I'd already, died, you know, similar to what you guys are talking about, like I knew where the score was for me. It was getting in that round of 150 double unders and I needed a little better in a minute to get them done because I do double unders well, even fatigued. I actually I do them better fatigued than not, you know, so I'm like, if I can get, if I can get back to those that round 150 double unders 
with a minute to a minute and a half, I will knock those out and I'll get one or two hands, you know, wall walks. And that'll be enough to beat people in my age division. Cause nobody's getting back to that wall, you know? Mm. And I screwed it up at the beginning. I like what I didn't do. and What I should have done was sit down and actually do the math of how long each wall walk will take. And I think I would have self-corrected how fast I needed to go at the beginning. So I'm just going to say what you didn't do and what you should have done was do this again. Yeah. Well, no. you knew, you knew. And I said this on our last podcast, John's a one and done guy, but the whole reason to redo is when you learn something like that. in the first one, you learned Maybe. that you, you went too slow in the beginning. I'll, I'll get to do it again. So the one thing about cliffside uh, is that the, the twins will almost always make us do redo six months later. Oh, cool. See, That's see, very so, cool. so we'll, like I'll that. redo it again, you know, half a year from now. So I, I don't know, like the, the ego part of me has been saying, go do it, go do it, go do it. The smart part of me has said, nope, it, you know, there's something heavy coming in, in yeah. 21.2. My low back's already a little tweaky. Like what All I don't right. want to do is run into a heavy deadlift or a heavy clean or God knows what and have to deal with that again. So one and done. I'm not trying to prove anything this year. So. Ben, what is coming? You're good at, you're good at sort of like looking at the patterns and thinking of what's coming down the pipeline. I really think uh, deadlift, box jump, toes to bar. Ooh, okay. Uh, we, we play like a movement bingo on yeah. uh, on our social media or on Instagram. That shows you how I, I'm unconnected to social media. I am. Uh, <laughs> on yeah, your on snap? our social media, we do this. Uh, <laughs> my, so on MySpace. Like, so, yeah, on, on your MySpace. MySpace. We yes. keep getting terrible engagement on MySpace. I don't get it. Weird. Um, we post a movement bingo. Um, AKA like we just like have all the movements that typically come and people like circle what they predict the next week is. And every once in a while we'll like send out a prize of someone like nails it. Obviously um, no one got the first workout. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like, we have three workouts. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a new movement in each workout, just cause like Castro seems to really enjoy that the last couple of years, just like making up mm-hmm. new movements. So Maybe it's not deadlift, toes of bar, box jumps, but the deadlift box jump combo is a very common one. A plyo box is something that they did say was on the equipment list. With the barbell stuff, I don't know if they're like concerned with like space overhead for people. So like I'm thinking the deadlift is probably the easiest thing to program that won't involve like lots of space. Like that's probably why we saw uh, um, a wall walk instead of handstand walks. Um, and then we know we're supposed to have a, t- uh, a pull-up bar. I think the easiest, the easiest space uh, requirement for a pull-up bar movement is toaster bar. Like that's that's even easier than pull-ups because like you, you, you don't, don't have, have much like headroom above the bar. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that, and I'm probably reading way too into it. And it'll, it'll be a workout that not a single person can do with their equipment <laughs> and right, eliminate right, right. everyone. But that's just, that's just my my gut instinct. Is is something like that? Like in an easy, um, you know, one of those workouts where it's just, I guess this was kind of a 15 minute AMRAP. So we might see a long one and then we're going to see a short one. Maybe that's kind of what yeah. I'm thinking. Like, this was that medium one. We'll have a short one. We'll have a long one. I think that a short one will be paired with a two-parter. Like a short one will be like burn your lungs or tax, you know, one muscle group and then lift heavy. Yeah. somehow. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the lift heavy was something we haven't seen before. Like you said, mm-hmm. like one rep maxes we've done, like all that stuff that we've done. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like 
three rep max front squat from the ground floor. Yeah. Yeah. Something like something like that. But I hear what you're saying with the overhead, you know? And so I wonder if like traditional overhead, like we're not, maybe we're not snatching and maybe we're not jerking, but maybe we've got devil's presses or something like that. Maybe. Mm. It's so hard because like we can make all these assumptions. It's just like, yeah, no, it doesn't matter what we say. Clues, right. We can make all these assumptions and then we're, we're completely wrong and have no freaking clue. So like, you know, my gut will tell me one thing, but here's what, here's what we know. And of course I say this and it's not going to happen. So uh, some people will really like this, that I really think thrusters are coming, right? They happen every year. And that is like the most quintessential CrossFit movement there is. Totally. Thrusters are coming. And of course now they won't be programmed. You're welcome to everyone who hates thrusters, but (laughs) that's just such a proven, like that thruster pull-up combo. It, I would be very surprised if we didn't see something like that for like that, maybe like a version of Fran they love doing or or something. Mm. I don't know. It's difficult to to say, but we do know that wall balls rowing um, and we know there's a growth out and, Whatever other movements are out, right? Yeah. Rings are out. No ring dips, no ring muscle-ups. I would highly doubt bar muscle-ups, like very much highly doubt that because most people aren't going to have that clearance at their house. Um, Yeah. So I think toes of bar are definitely are a definite though. So somebody sent me a picture, Ben, you said thrusters that made me think of it. They have the app, the CrossFit games app, and it shows the, you know, every time they release a workout, there's a photo I forget if it was 21.2 or 21.3 where they've got just the black square. They had, they had snapped a screenshot and then increased the, the brightness and you could see a movement and it was a thruster. Uh-uh. Yes. They sent me, I have it in my DMs. They sent it to me. That is now, the least like surprising though. Out of all of them. It's uh, like, you, it, you oh, know what I mean? Like, of course there's going to be a thrust. There's a thruster every fucking year. Like, it didn't, this revealed nothing. Thrusters? How do you know it's not, like, is it is it with the movement, of, or does it literally say thruster? I think so. I'd have to go back, I'll have to go back and look at it, and I'll see if I can find it, and I'll send it to you. There's a lot of DMs and a lot of weird shit in my DMs, so. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, well not weird like that, Nikki. Calm, calm down. God. Calm down. It's not weird like that. Like right now, it's literally just videos of people falling. It's like horrible. Right, right, right. And everybody thinks their fall is funnier than the next. Swear to God. It's like, here's the here's the worst part. I'm going to get on a rant now. So anytime I post something or something, like I posted one of someone falling, and then everybody's like, oh, mine's funnier. And they send it. So a few weeks ago, you made me think of this. Some girl sends me a video of her doing a box jump, and she's on the corner, like you were describing doing. She misses the corner and lands on her hoo-ha, right? Oh, God. <laughs> and she hits it hard. Like, you can hear it, too. It's like, you know, big oh, hit. No. And it was a really funny video. But then all of a sudden, I'm getting box jump fails. And those are the worst because now it's like bloody shins no. and, and people falling on their head. And I'm like, will you people please quit sending me these violent videos? They're giving me nightmares. Like I made nightmares. the mistake of asking. Like I did the had the exact same thing. I was going to say this if it didn't take a turn for box jumps. I'm saying it anyway. I have like this padded – I keep pointing in the back. Uh, but I have this padded uh, box – that this guy sent me, um, he made something called a Roo box. I'm not like sponsored by him or anything, but like he basically made an awesome plyo box, a, a three in one plyo box where every side and corner is padded with like foam, like really yeah. high yeah. density foam. Yeah. 
Um, Abmat just made one of those too. Yeah. yeah so they Abmat bought him. Bought yeah, him. Yeah. Product. They're awesome. When I saw that, I was I just saw it on their website like a couple of weeks ago for the first time, and I was like, "This is fucking genius!" Because yeah. I don't want to hit my shins, but I hate jumping on soft plyo boxes. Exactly. They're not and, stable. And that's for me too. Like when I'm like really cranking it up in the middle of a workout and like trying to get a great score, like I will risk that injury. Um, but I still have mm-hmm. some scars on my shins. Same. Anyway, so I made a post about Rubox, and now I think again, Abnet bought it and it's now like something by Rubox. Anyway, this guy used to be a cabinet manufacturer, made this thing. It's amazing. I made a post about it and then said, like, has anyone had any bad box jump fails? Oh. DM me and tell me your story. Nope. Oh my God. Don't ever do that. I saw more blood and gore there oh. than I have in any. Quentin Tarantino movie. Dude, I've literally had people send me photos of that they've taken from the emergency room prior to stitches where you can see bone. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what made you think I wanted to see that? That's the way I respond every time. Like, what made you think I want to see that? They're like, oh, it's funny. I'm like, what? I want to be famous. (laughs) This is making my my butt tingle. Let's not. Oh. Well, now we know it makes your butt tingle, so that's I good enough. I don't like it. Oh, it's yeah, Whoa. it's those actually aren't the worst. The worst are the snatch videos. Those are the ones that freak me out. Back of the head barbell. Oh God, I hate them. Like, and it's it is really rare when I'll use one. Mostly because they freak my mom out. Like, my mom will message me. She doesn't know squat about CrossFit. She's the one watching this, by the way, and she doesn't know you know much about CrossFit, but she hates those videos. And yeah. she would, if I ever posted a video of me snatching, she'd be like, I know, I knew you were going to make it, but please don't post those. They scare me. <laughs> you know? Mama Wooly. I know. She loves her little boy. What can we say? Oh, she does. <laughs> what can we say? So, hey, we're getting kind of close on time here. So Ben and I are doing a fun thing, Nikki. Tell me. We're giving away games tickets. Right. Uh, that is cool actually guys. i should say ben's giving away games ticket. i bought my games tickets and the next thing i know ben's buying the whole row next to me and i think <laughs> it, either behind me or in front of me i forget which um but he's got you two whole rows it. and so yeah so, i was like where are your seats and then and then you send them to me and then i was like perfect i'm buying two rows yeah he bought them all like he just was like flinging dollar bills at crossfit Damn, it was great. making I, it right uh, no, All right, what's the what's the deal, guys? Like, how do, how do people go to the games with you guys? So here are the deets. Uh, basically, what I like, I think I have more fun at competitions, meeting people and hanging out with people than anywhere else. Like, that's like my idea of like the best time ever is like going yeah. to Wadapalooza or or Madison, Wisconsin, and hanging out. Um, so when it when the game tickets came on sale. I messaged John. I was like, Hey, let's, let's do this thing. Let's, let's buy some extra tickets. I'm going to treat a lot of the wad prep staff to that trip. Um, but I'm going to buy a few extra tickets and then let's like raffle them off or something for a good cause. So that's what we're doing. Uh, basically I have four tickets we're giving away. I'm saving two of them for some other undisclosed prize, but these first two will go to one winner and basically what it is, is you're going to be sitting next to myself and the the great John Woolley from Make Wads Great Again. <laughs> oh, my AKA goodness. AKA most handsome man in CrossFit. Literally no yes. one's going to enter based on that <laughs> feedback. They're like, well, we wanted to go to the games, but screw that. I got to sit but next now. to that jackass. Yeah. 
And we're going to, you're going to be sitting next to us in the Coliseum. So like basically when all the super cool events happen, you're going to be sitting next to us. Um, And if you're not cool, we're going to find a way to kick you out. But everyone there will be really cool, I'm sure. Yes. The way that you enter, and I'll send you guys the link because I pulled up the link and it's far too long for me to read it out. But basically it's like- we'll post the link. Okay. There's a bunch of different ways to enter. Um, Let me see. One of them is to- like sign up for Wad Prep's email list. And granted, when you sign up, you will get emails. And yes, I will try to sell you things. It's just like, it's a crazy world we live in where businesses try to sell things on the internet. So just fair warning to everyone. Uh, <laughs> you're going to sell them shit that is going to make them better at the open. So like now's will, the time, people. Now's the I'm time. I'm not selling supplements that don't work or, or right. major, you know, hair growth device that that actually does work I, I, I should be down for that that'd be fun. yeah me too actually can we do a laser hair removal giveaway because homegirl could use some maybe i'll maybe i'll add this to the to the yeah so you sign up for wad prep email list that'll get you entered into one okay. you subscribe to make wads great again or make pods great again on youtube um so that that'll bump the view count from six point five to like seven, maybe seven 10. or eight, maybe, yeah. maybe at, at least, at least. So that would get you an entry. Uh, there's referred friends to get an entry. So basically, like you share that page on whatever social media thing exists. Um, and then the one that's really near and dear to our hearts is donate to one percent for fitness. So one percent for fitness is actually a nonprofit that. I founded Nikki. I told you about it back when it was. I was called. actually just going to ask. Yeah, it's like so this is like one of my favorite ideas called. that I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. So it was formerly known as United in Fitness, uh, or no, United in yeah, United in Fitness. United in which, Fitness, but then that was confusing with United in Movement. So you were like, I need to bingo, and I'm confused <laughs> yeah. right now even talking about it. So we changed the name. The name is now called One Percent for Fitness. And if anyone is uh, familiar with Patagonia's 1% for the planet, it's one of the most successful nonprofits for the world that's ever existed in terms of like taking money and then giving it to grassroots organizations that are making a big difference, but often have a hard time like getting any public recognition, right? So what 1% for fitness is, is the fitness version of 1% for the planet. So our goal for 1% for fitness is to combine the fitness companies and fitness people of the world, get them to pledge up to 1% of their annual revenue, if it's a business or, or maybe of their salary or, or just give anything really to 1% for fitness. And then that nonprofit takes that money and then gives it to nonprofits for specific projects that they need it for. And the classic example is like, so Wad Prep, the company I own, we were able to donate a little over $8,000 to United in Fitness or 1% for Fitness is now what it's called. We donated a little over $8,000 from 2020. And then what's cool is that money now has already been used to support Redemption Road CrossFit. We're going to be doing stuff with the Phoenix. We're doing stuff with potentially Steve's Club. Um, So like we're taking that money and we're like, we're able to directly take that money and give it to the people who need funding for various projects. Like I know the the, uh, Redemption Road CrossFit guys they need a computer to edit video so that they can share the amazing transformations that are happening in prison with people outside of prison. There's like a huge literal brick wall there separating yeah. it. 
So the correctional facility is letting them have a computer with video editing software so that they can shoot their own videos, edit them, and then I'll be able to like share them on my channel. Like we, they can actually share these stories with the world because if you heard the transformations that were happening in, in the prison because of CrossFit, it'll like blow your mind. It's mm-hmm. absolutely insane. But anyway, so that's one way to enter the giveaway is to donate to uh, 1% for fitness. I just like, I love the idea of, of this organization that you put together because I feel like oftentimes people are stuck not knowing like where to donate or what Mm -hmm. exists. Like you guys have done the hard work in researching these grassroots organizations, making sure they're legit, right? Cause that's always a question like, where's my money going? You know, making sure they're legit, making sure that they fit the criteria of, okay, you guys need to get off the ground. You need a literal thing. You're not just like, everybody just needs money, but you, you know, you, you have a program or you have an object that you need to purchase, or you have a thing that's going on that's important. And you fit within the standards of what our community would want to support. You know, you're using fitness to enrich people's lives, or you're focusing on the health and wellness of your community. And that's really important. So to me, like when I'm, when I'm looking for somewhere to make a charitable donation, like it's kind of a lot of legwork to figure out how to do it right and to feel good right. about it, yeah. you know? And so the fact that you guys have kind of made this conglomerate of like, you know, we did the work and now there's all these different organizations that we're helping out, I think to me makes it like super legit and super easy yeah. as a and donation choice. You did a better job than I ever would have explained. <laughs> like that is it. Available because, for hire. <laughs> because it's so difficult to, yeah. to under, like everyone always has this skepticism and Frankly, they rightly should when it comes yeah. to giving to nonprofits because there's bad examples. Like, you know, I mean, I'm not going to name any because I'll probably get sued or something. But like, there's some oh, yeah. bad examples where it's like, where nonprofits are just like lining the pockets of the of the executive director of the nonprofit. I am the executive director of One Percent for Fitness, and I am taking zero dollars. I assure you, we're passing at least until we get way bigger and we actually have to start hiring other people. Yes. Like right now, we. We have an application process for companies like uh, Redemption Road CrossFit and, and the Phoenix and Steve's Club and Back on My Feet is another one. It's like a running club um, oh, cool. where basically they're helping homeless people uh, where they give them running shoes and teach them how to run. And that fitness is transforming their lives. Like we're finding organizations like this, fully vetting them, making sure they're legit. And then it's the companies of the world like Wad Prep, like uh like Rogue Fitness, like Fringe Sport, like, you know, all these big companies, they don't have time necessarily to like hire someone to vet all these nonprofits. It's just like, we want to be that vetter of nonprofits. We want to find these organizations that are making a really big difference and then just be like, hey, send your money here. It's, um, we are a legit nonprofit. And then we're going to pass it through to all these smaller grassroots organizations. And even some of them could be like a for-profit gym. Like there's a lot of CrossFit gyms that are for-profit that have like scholarship programs to sponsor totally. at-risk youth. Totally. Boom. That's a good thing that we can support. So I'm super excited about it. It's like very in its infancy. I'm still working on changing the domain name over, but uh, yeah, we, we are looking for like volunteers. We can pay oh, you cool. $0, uh, but that, I'm just super passionate about it. I love 1% for the planet. And I'm like, the fitness industry needs this, like a yeah. uniting body to help make fitness more free and accessible to communities that wouldn't otherwise be able to afford it or have access to fitness. Those are the people's lives who can really be changed by fitness. Yeah. And I didn't even realize at first, like, I'm just thinking about like me where I want to donate with my money, but it's a perfect model to get to large organizations that like 
you know, they, they have a lot more money to give, but they don't have internal people dedicated to charity. So like that, this is perfect for them. Exactly. So that's the goal. Cool. So like, I feel like I should start 1% for John's guitar collection now. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or John's shoe collection. That could be even more productive Then it stays in the fitness realm. 1% 1% for uh, Nikki's baby's scholarship college <laughs> fund. Yes. Help. Someone help. 1% yeah, for baby brazier. 1% yeah. so, so, you know. Uh, so nominal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Threatening. Yeah, perfect. Um, well, we will post the links to to this to different ways that you guys can enter to win games tickets to hang out with these schmoes. And also, I think, um, you know, you'll through that, you'll be able to find the link for 1% for the Planet and yep, for exactly. Pod Prep. And I think even if you aren't interested or the games are not a motivating factor, sign up for Wad Prep because you got two more weeks and you could really make a difference in your performance and you won't be pseudo depressed about your score like John was. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and Hey, if you want to be, if you want to be depressed, you should sign up and come to the master's group and I'll be there Thursday telling you how to be depressed. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Yes. Yeah, if you just stopped unsubscribing from my email list, then maybe you'd get all of our best tips. <laughs> come on, dude. Well, unfortunately for me, you have my phone number. So you just text me. There's nothing I can do to escape. So <laughs> I've got you in my claws. One quick note is that on the link for the, the competition page where you can get your entries to win, we also have a little caveat. If you can't make the CrossFit games, for whatever reason, COVID still exists. Mm. At the time of us giving away, we're sending you a free barbell. So there is no reason not to enter. It's either a free barbell or sit next to us, uh, which obviously sit next to us has a much higher value. Way better. Factor in but... John Woolley's uh, looks. And also the two babes that are in the picture with us that are wearing wild prep shirts, they might be in attendance. So that's, that's you know, that's a whole nother, whole nother thing. We have some very handsome people at wild prep, uh, yeah, that are a very John handsome. Money. Yes, the yeah. very handsome wad prep crew. Right. So <laughs> mine is that. Should be fun. So yeah, everybody show up. Well, Ben, this is fun, man. I'm glad you joined yeah, us. Thank and you. Give everybody some tips. When we screw up 20.2, we're all gonna blame you. You're gonna just watch your subscriptions just just clicking off one after the other. Like, damn it, I shouldn't have gone on that show. We're going to have that. We're going to have the video ready. I, I'm committed to staying up as late as possible. So for all the 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time exercisers, YouTube should have my video by then for 21. Good for you, man. Fingers That's crossed. dedication. That's that very is, cool of you. Well, you the- actually know why? Because when I get it done, I give myself a cookie. And <gasps> cookies right here. Ooh. So um, I incentivize my work with snacks. So. There, that's the secret. I don't even need incentive to have snacks. Yeah, I, I just snack have snacks these days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Nikki's right. in full snack mode right now. It's totally. great. It's totally. the best. As you should be. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been fun, guys. We appreciate it as always, Ben. Nikki, great to see you. Second Likewise. night, second night in a row. I and know. Uh, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us. And uh, good luck in the open. And we'll chat with you guys soon.